My name is Cyrus. I'm a student who believes in empowering education. And you're listening to Awakening the Unawakened Show, a weekly podcast where important people share important messages. Welcome, huge and amazing folks of Brian New Awakening the Unawakened Shows episode. As always, this is your host, Aris Martinez. Welcome to the second season, folks. It's now time to talk about different stuff. Well, not different stuff, but, you know, how things go. And I'm really glad to be here and to be here today and be speaking to you on Mondays at 9 a.m. local time on Florida. So it's always a pleasure for me. And today we have one of the most interesting topics that we gonna hear about this year, hopefully, because it was really insane and how everything just turned out to be on Wednesday. And you may, well, chances are that you already know about this because it was all over the news uh, recently, but it's my duty to cover it up also. So um, we're going to be talking about how the, basically the invasion at the, Capitol building and the its aftermath, how it all started, how it all ended, and the repercussions it may have for uh, Donald Trump and its team. So let's begin with uh, how everything started, and it was just before midday. It was this was on Wednesday, uh, midday local time, around seventeen, about five o'clock in the afternoon, um, GMT time that thousands of people gathered at the ellipse near the White House to hear the president speak at a Safe America rally. He told them something like this, quote, We're going to walk down Pennsylvania Avenue, and we're going to the Capitol, and we're going to try and give our Republicans, the weak ones, the kind of pride and boldness they need to take back our country, end quote. So this was what uh, Donald Trump said during this rally, and which uh, we have to remind ourselves that the the let's say certification of the, of Joe Biden's victory was going on and was about to begin and it even began when those folks uh, entered the capitol building so their let's say objective was to end or to avoid the certification to take place and they actually did it so they stopped their certification process which was later um restarted and ended on the following hours. But um, as the speech ended, the crowd basically started to drift towards the Congress building about a mile and a half away, where they met by the police virus, obviously. We have also to remind ourselves how, uh, let's say, I think it was around 2,000 um, police officers from the Capitol building that were around that day. And most of them were also defending and protecting the senators, which were inside the building. So they were not all of them outside of the of the capital. This meant there was obviously a huge leak and faults when it comes to the security of this building. And it all as as they went down the as they went down Pennsylvania Avenue. Uh, as Donald Trump indicated to them. So basically, as classes began outside the Capitol, uh, the crowds began to gather on both sides of the building and around 1, uh, 1 10, uh p.m., grappling with police and the metal barricades. So t- obviously, tear gas and pepper sprays 
were used to try to keep the protesters at bay, but this wasn't enough. Some people ask themselves how could it be that just a huge crowd with no guns, no, no violence whatsoever, they were fully capable of entering uh, such, a, such a building, if, if, you, if you will, because it's, again, one of the federal buildings uh, there in America. And, you know, America is one of the countries with the greatest um, spendings in defense, in defense and intelligence. So it's, it's a bit strange to think of how were they unable to have or gather enough intelligence to, in order to stop this from taking place. Because, I mean, it's, it's just a simple thought. And uh, this is when uh, the crowds began to break the police lines and obviously the police officers struggled to maintain control of the situation as protesters advanced on the building on multiple fronts. I think this was the, the big deal for them because if they all were trying to go into the Capitol building from the same place, then it naturally would have been easier for the police to stop and try to control them as they were only one front. But um, unfortunately, there were multiple fronts in which um, Trump supporters were trying to go into the Capitol building. Within an hour, basically, protesters had broken police lines on the west side of the Capitol building, skating, uh, scaling walls to reach the building itself before the smashing windows and forcing those opened. So they were already inside the building. They were trying, obviously, the senators and the, and the certification of the boats was paused as within one hour they, they were basically um, in the Capitol building. It was something that was just incredible to think about as, you know, this doesn't happen every day. And it was also interesting to see how shortly before 3 p.m. some gunshots uh, were reportedly heard inside the building. So one of the photos I could see uh, when I was closely following this at home was uh, one of a woman which had been shot by the police and it was a shot that I have to say looked bad to me and I thought she might be dead in the following hours which she ended up dead and being a, a fatality and she later uh, was identified as one of the as a 14 year old veteran in the Air Force so this woman thought that Donald Trump was someone worth of dying for. And this was uh, according to some of her, of their family members, which um, believed and knew how pro-Trump was this woman. But either way, it didn't end well for her. There were a total of five um, fatalities during this invasion insurrection or however you want to call it. And one of them was an officer which suffered a stroke. And the other four were obviously uh, protesters and rioters outside of the building. Um, after the National Guard was deployed and some of the different police departments sent some aid, uh, the police began to secure the building and 
it was basically several thousands of National Guard troops, FBA agents, and the U.S. Secret Service, uh, which helped clearing the building and securing securing it with a very very intense perimeter around the zone. And they also placed a curfew at 6 p.m. So, which I have to um, remark that by seven, like, sorry, that by 5:40 p.m. the building was already cleared and made secure ahead. So. Good for them, but um, during the invasion, I'm going to refer to it as invasion, the president-elect Joe Biden sent, well, not sent, but spoke live on TV during the events as they unfolded to basically condemn violence and to make them stop, which obviously came before Trump message as Donald Trump tweeted and a, a videotape recorded from uh, the White House in which he was basically condemning violence but also giving them pride in a way because uh, you know the undertones were sometimes a bit different. This message was uh, censored by uh, mainstream or no by the big tech companies mostly. And a few days later, we have some of the individuals who stormed the Capitol building being arrested. Uh, one of them being the bare-chested man seen wearing horns in Vice President Pence's chair has been arrested on federal charges. So this, this man is called Jake Angeli, which uh, is a an, is an voice actor and, uh, and someone who had been already seen on different protests. Uh, and basically he he was someone known of the QAnon movement and one of its followers i have to also remark how um there was a picture of him in a black lives matter uh, protest and this picture was used as uh, by the pro trump um by the trumpers to basically say he was a black lives matter um, Associate. What reality is that he was not a Black Lives Matter associate. He's one of the QAnon followers, and uh, as he in that photo, in that same photo, he carried a sign which said "Q sent me." So the sign was caught by the by the people who was were spreading this photo, and they thought that it was just a BLM associate. Well, he has been arrested on federal charges and he will be basically prosecuted, I, I believe. According to the Department of Justice, um, he basically called into the Washington field office in, uh, of the FBI and voluntarily spoke with law enforcement on Thursday. We also have another um, rioter being identified and processed. He was... Um, Richard Barnett, a 60-year-old from Gravit, Arkansas, he was one of the individuals who entered the Capitol building and has been arrested according to Justice Department officials. He was not hard to find. This was the man who was seen in a in its you know in Nancy Pelosi's office. He was sitting um, with a feet on his on a desk, and he has been charged with theft of public property among other offenses. Again, 
not ending well for him. And we also have uh, the man, which you may have already seen, which was carrying the House Speaker Nancy Pelosi's lectern from the House of Representatives. And he was arrested on Friday, uh, as according to the Miami Herald. And he's Adam Christian Johnson, 36 years old, and is being held in a federal warrant at a prison in Pinellas County. So the FBI is looking for uh, the public uh, help, you know, to identify the most dangerous or the those folks who went into the Capitol building. You can see a poster from the FBI that say something like seeking information, violence at the Capitol, uh, and have you seen those folks, etc. And the FBI is also offering about $50,000 to anyone that can provide information about the two pipe bombs that were placed uh, inside the Capitol building. And, you know, the FBI always uh, set some regards for someone who can provide the information and valuable information for the investigation. And as we spoke of, of Nancy Pelosi, the theft of two computers during the Capitol attack raises information security concerns. So Nancy Pelosi's office um, basically confirmed that laptop was stolen when Trump supporters incited by the president invaded the building. This is according to The Guardian, and Nancy Pelosi has confirmed that basically her laptop is missing, <laughs> which is not, not good because if I have to remind all of how the Hunter Biden's laptop or the laptop from hell ended was not good, we might find something similar with Nancy Pelosi's one. But um, during the invasion, there was uh, someone who posted a picture of Nancy Pelosi's office in which her computer could be seen full screen with the uh, email with different appointments for the hairdresser, for instance, and different emails, which may seem as a national security threat, according to some people. But, you know, this all happened because as the rioters were entering the building, they had to evacuate and secure the most you know, relevant uh, people, including Nancy Pelosi, Mike Pence, in different secret locations so as to basically provide them with security, just if anything happened. And now people are basically asking themselves, how could this happen in the Capitol building? And there are a lot of questions to be answered. Mm, it depends who you ask, you'll find one question. You'll find one answer and one different question, obviously, being asked and answered. So this means that according to people who defend Trump, there also were Black Lives Matter associates in there, and some of them were basically uh, hiding as Trump supporters, and they were the ones who entered and stormed the Capitol. Which again, this would make sense if uh, we had evidence providing and supporting this, this, this statement. But one of the evidence and some of the other evidence that I've seen, I saw something that really uh, made sense to me. But as I've already pointed out, there was this guy 
the horns Jake Angeli, which the pro-Trump um, tried to say he was a Black Lives Matter associate, but he wasn't. So we have to take it with precaution here. Next, General Flynn and Donald Trump have been kicked off Twitter. I have to say I've lost around 30 followers on Twitter too. They were mostly uh, Donald Trump, um, people who, they were basically people who supported Donald Trump. And they followed QAnon movement, which is not good because I believe um, freedom of speech is always above everything. And these guys were not harming anyone as opposed to what they claim, which is that Donald Trump was inciting more violence during the invasion of the capital. And General Flynn, Mike Flynn, has also been suspended. And the suspension appears to be permanent. We can we can say this this is like a, a massive purge of Trump supporters from the platform, in a way. And as 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 Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey banned Trump, he was on vacation in a French Polynesia, sending the person ballistic as he furiously tweeted through other accounts. This is according to Mail Online, the Daily Mail, and this basically means that once Trump was uh, banned from the platform. He only had the official POTUS account, you know, to share a message with his followers. And he basically basically claimed that he would set up his own social media network. And Twitter Jet decided to delete the tweet and also suspended the Trump campaign account for sharing the message. So this is quite impressive because they've basically shut off Donald Trump's voice and everyone who supports him. I believe that when someone gets shut off in that way, it basically it never ends well because it never does. So in this case, it's Twitter being the one, but also Facebook followed closely those steps and now parlor which is an app used by conservatives mostly to uh, it's like a twitter looking app and donald trump moved into that account into that sorry into that app he created an account on the platform and as you could expect google has decided to remove parlor from the app store which <laughs> once again is incredible and apple uh, threaded to remove and to delete the app too, which we may have to wait a few days, you know, for, for just to see how everything is taking place and how they all do the same stuff. I, I basically think that Apple will do the same stuff as Google involving basically censoring Parler and Donald Trump. Now, Democrats are seeking to remove Trump for, from office. Obviously, now Nancy Pelosi is trying to invoke the 25th Amendment, and they will try to impeach Donald Trump on Monday. I don't know how this will end, but he's got like around 11 days, well, not, not 11, it's nine days left until he leaves 
the White House, which I have to say Donald Trump looks like he's now condemning violence and accepting or conceding the victory to Joe Biden. Despite this being the case, he won't attend uh, Joe Biden's uh, ceremony, inauguration, and Mike Pence will. And uh, this, according to the mainstream media, is breaking tradition. Well, we've seen other presidents doing the same thing. We have to remind ourselves that Mike Pence uh, is being classified as a traitor because he followed, no, he unfollowed and followed back Donald Trump during the invasion, which may just be some mistake from Twitter. Who knows? But he also changed his uh, background picture uh, on his account to one with Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. So now Pelosi uh, spoke with spoke to top military leaders to ensure that Trump couldn't launch a nuclear attack. And she's really worried of how Donald Trump may or may not start war with the country or launch a nuclear attack, which is just fear-mongering about really stupid stuff. Because, you know, that's not how, how Donald Trump works. But there it is, and... Lindsey Graham is also being classified as a traitor. He was mobbed by Trump loyalists at DC's Reagan Airport. He called him, they called him a garbage human being and said you better enjoy Gitmo after he turned on the president. As he said, Democrats will start impeaching Trump on Monday as party races to bring incitement of insurrection charges against president after Mitch McConnell confirmed Senate trial would begin on Biden's inauguration day, which is on the 20th. And last but not least, we have some COVID-19 updates. The Queen and Duke of Edinburgh are given COVID vaccine when his 94-year-old Mark and Prince Philip, 99, are inoculated at the Windsor Class Castle. So um, the UK is one of the countries which has been severely striked uh, by the COVID-19 and with the second wave and even a new lockdown being placed. Other countries are not having the same disgrace and are hopefully crossing their fingers to not have to put a new and second lockdown in place. So hope you've enjoyed this episode. Um, it's basically something which will make history, but it, de it definitely is a good beginning to 2021. That's all for today, folks. Thanks for tuning in. Rate us five stars if you wish, and this is your host, signing off.